Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman. Our next guest up is Walter Foster, partner of Eckerd Siemens. Welcome to Radio Entrepreneurs. Thank you. Good morning. Great. It's a pleasure to have you on. And you've got a topical uh, discussion for us this morning, something you wanted to talk about, um, mandatory vaccinations in the workplace. Yes. (laughs) I think it's a topic, if not at every breakfast, lunch, and dinner right now. But yes. Um, Absolutely. And I, and you know, we can, we could uh, probably skip the whole backstory of what got us here. Um, But it's fascinating to me that we saw a very slow reaction. And I was just talking to a former guest, uh, or or a prior guest, I should say, not former, (laughs) but a prior guest about this, that it seems as though everything started at the federal government, the expectation they're going to put everything in place. And then that can got kicked down to the state level and governors, uh, let them put masks, make them, let them decide things. A couple of, uh, you know, forward thinking industries or frontline industries, you know, sort of put, you know, business now puts the regulations in place. And so where are we? We're sort of at a place where, you know, I think some businesses now, some governments have caught on and said, we're going to, yeah. ma- we're going to mandate. Um, so it's, it seems like we're in that messy space of nobody knows who's responsible. Um, some forward thinking companies are taking it upon themselves. Uh, tell us, tell us from your perspective. Uh, sure. I, uh, that's a great overview. I think this is exactly historical that has led us to this point that's been happening. And under the title of it's a work in progress, um, that, that's where we find ourselves. And so the um, federal government can only go so far. Um, we're obviously being at least hopefully informed by science, but um, most private employers have been hopeful in deferring, you know, that the pandemic is handled at a much larger level. And what's really occurring is with the Delta variant coming up and um, what we thought would be somewhat a return to normal where we're in really another surge, if you will, but of a different type. And unfortunately, uh, private employers are dealing with, you know, it's been what, a year and a half. (laughs) And not everybody, not everybody can go remote. So, you know, retail businesses and the like, of course, any healthcare industry, nursing homes, you know, restaurants, you know, they, they, they really isn't such a thing as going entirely remote where many other industries there are. So what you're seeing is grappling where we think it's on its way out, but we're dealing with, you know, really a, a, a kind of a, uh, a crisis in terms of the, um, the amount of people in hospitals or going and being able to spread it. So we're seeing the typical protocols come back, but what is now square front and center is whether private employers mandate vaccines or how they handle that to again, minimize the spread, but largely so that they can remain open. You know, it, it, it's like teetering on, instead of quarantining your entire workforce again and shutting down, how do we keep it going um, with protocols and a process in place knowing that in, and I'm gonna talk about Massachusetts first because it's a highly vaxxed state, but if you have a national based company, you're dealing with, you know, locations in every state across the country. Right, and I was as I was talking uh, with a with, with a prior guest, I said they used the example that I came across, where an employer in Massachusetts, exactly to your point, 70, 80 employees, and they put out a mandate, and they had you know a handful of people that push back. Well, what happens when you put out that mandate, and 40% of your workforce pushes back, or 60% yeah. of your workforce pushes back in other parts of the country? So. Uh, 
you know, I, I think it's probably uh, off used, but really the case here, we're in uncharted waters. And uh, it seems to me that em employers are sort of left, you know, the, the buck stops with them and they've got to make decisions. So how do, how do we handle those uncharted waters and do it properly from an employment perspective? Um, yeah, because and, I, <laughs> no, no, no direct answer, but as you can imagine <laughs> in an incremental way. So what we're seeing amongst our clients and what we've seen, so I'm going to give you the example of, of course, it was highly publicized, CNN, CNN just mandatory vaccines didn't have it, you're fired, right? That's, we call that a zero tolerance policy. But most employers are opting for something in between. And what we're seeing is that most employers are saying yes, because you have every right to ask, are you vaccinated? You still have what I call the OSHA obligation, right? To keep a workplace that is supposed to be safe and, and so that you can work. And there's a business interest to make sure the business keeps going. So you don't want people out sick. So most employers are asking if people are vaccinated. And can I then, stop you on that one, Walter? Yeah, because yeah. it seems to me that there's potential there that, you know, and this may be gray again, is where does where does HIPAA start and stop as far as that? Is that not yeah. information? Because that's you know, that's one of those gray areas again. It right? is, it is. So uh, both because out of the necessity, we have guidance both from OSHA and from the EEOC that it is absolutely fine to ask if somebody is vaccinated because it's about a status. It's not really about a disability per se. And okay. it's not what you would call um, you know, an intimate medical record. The answer is though, it still is medical information about that individual. And so employers must keep that private. They, they, they can't go and say, oh, Walter Foster, company X got the vaccine. They can't share that. But they okay. do that all the time. When you get a doctor's note saying, I'm going for, and sometimes people put, I'm going for my cancer treatment. You know, I need these next day, three days off. Company knows that it's all HIPAA protected. You just don't share it with anybody else. So th that part, at least. So those, so, so those in a, those in a need to know, uh, HR, uh, senior leadership uh, has has yeah. the duty or the or the uh, um, right to know, as you as you point out, as long right. as they protect that information. That's don't correct. Spread, don't publish. That's correct. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. Clarifies at least one area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, there's lots of ground rules here, and so you know, it 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 flows from like, okay, how do we actually do that? So that's the first step. But what we're seeing is instead of just firing people if they're not, we're seeing what I call an incremental policy that is adapted to a workforce that's not 100% vaccinated. So what the most recent ones that I've seen and where a number of employers are going is, okay, if you're not, so just say it's 20 or 40% of your workforce that is not. What they'll say is that typically, if you um, can do remote work, continue to do that. So that's one safety valve, right? Yep. Another uh, safety valve is a ramp up time. It's giving people like 75 days to opt to get in. So I call it it's the reluctant group that's on the fence. We have our, our hard and fast, right? <laughs> people who are like, for whatever reason, plus there are exemptions even under the law, under the EEOC for discrimination purposes for deeply held religious beliefs or because of a medical condition. So what most are doing is that if you fall into the unvaccinated for whatever reason, you must follow these protocols. So there's often more 
um, protocols imposed. And what I'm seeing around those protocols, not the least of which is you know, masking and or distancing, the typical protocols that unfortunately we now know like the back of our hand. What I am seeing is that some employers are saying, you have to go get tested twice a week to let us know that you're, you're not infected. And at then, your expense, at the, at employee, your expense. the employee's expense. Right, Which makes and sense. there's a couple of states that don't allow that. There's a couple of states with state laws that are mm -hmm. saying, hey, if you're mandating that somebody go do that or you know, to comply, it's up to you. The, the, the question there, is if there's a free vaccine and there's no legal reason for not taking the vaccine, why would the employer have to pay for that where the vaccine is free and available? So that's one of the questions, but there are employers who are saying, nope, go get um, tested at your own expense, take all the precautions. Others are saying, stay at home, um, you know, for continue to do remote work, but let's take the example of those who cannot, like can't do remote work all the time. Yep. What we're seeing is essentially they say, that's fine. You will become an inactive employee and you're welcome to come back anytime. They're not quote unquote firing or terminating, but they're suspending people without pay. Mm -hmm. And so effectively it's like, okay, that, that really is, you've lost your job at least for that period of time. Um, what I think a number of employers are doing is looking down the road in a six-month time frame when perhaps this surge and or hopefully no further variants come out, but that we actually get on top of this, right? Hope springs eternal. But <clears throat> they're, they're looking to, if you will, continue to kick the can down a road, but knowing that it's not, it's, it's a percentage of the workforce now. And so I think most are kind of trying to make do to accommodate those within their workforce that are not ready and or refuse to get uh, a vaccine for, for whatever reasons. So it would seem to me um, a common principle in employment law is uh, applies here, which is uh, as long as you put a policy in place, treat everybody the same. In, in other words, yes. you, you know, whatever you're doing, do it consistently across your organization. You know, right. and, and I've seen situations where people, well, maybe we'll make an exception. No, 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 once you make exceptions, you've now opened up you know, the can of worms, so to speak. You do. Um, that's and, a, that's a, it's a great rule of thumb. Rule of thumb. Absolutely. And, and, and then I guess the, the second one is, and, you know, maybe it's the crystal ball. Are, are we going to see challenges? Are we going to start to see larger challenges about uh, the ability of, of employers to mandate? Uh, are we going to see, I mean, I suspect we will see litigation at some point, whether it's mass litigation or, you know, individuals, uh, you know, again, hard to sue your employer, but it happens all the time for wrongful termination. Um, so I'd imagine we're going to we're going to see an uptick in, in terms of that going on as well in the marketplace at some point. We, we are. And there there have been a few as you, you know, there, there, there are a few what I call test cases or individuals who are bringing those. The the litigation, as you know, takes forever. Right. So there's no quick answer. And ultimately, what those litigations are going to involve is the weighing of various legal factors. One of them, of course, is like, let's take a restaurant as an example, or take any other kind of which uh, business that has lots of people that need to be on the premises. <clears throat> there is a premises liability risk for any, any employer that says, wait a minute, you know, your customer comes in and says, you didn't test your employees, they came and fed me food or they did X, Y, and Z. I got it at your shop. And, and as a result, unfortunately, 
X person died, either in my family or me or my next of kin, because I've got it at your place. And so there are those litigations that will come out too. So our system is unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it as a common law system, is built on those test cases, like probing around the edges. And I do expect to see those. And I think that what you may see is differences between, for instance, like Mass General has a mandatory vaccine policy. I think most people would want to feel like if I'm going to the hospital because I have something wrong with me, let's just take a non-COVID person. You do want the people who are bringing, who are the nurses and Treating others. Caring for you, right. Yeah, not, not to have it. Think of it- Sort of a nurse. baseline expectation, you would hope. <laughs> you would think, you would think. And I think that there's, for most, and, and I'm, I'm sure there's always an exception out there, but I would say most reasonable people see that as a common denominator. So let's go to the next one, nursing homes. In fact, on the federal level, you know, President Biden announced, you know, for nursing homes, you can now mandate where before you couldn't. So we're seeing a switch come because the, the societal issues of stopping this in its tracks, but also the health risks so great that they're outweighing those other interests. I think at the end of the day, the litigations will be looking at that, but we won't have that answer. And there'll be a couple of courts that will go one way, one or two that will go the other, and they'll go all the way and up. And in about two years, we'll have our answer on that. But in the meantime- <laughs> Wow, wow. It's, gonna, it's gonna be a bumpy road to figure it out as, it as with many things. I think it the is. key word that you use there is, uh, well, two key words, most reasonable people. And then, you know, I don't, I, don't, I you know, the more we see it, the more we look at it, the less reasonable people there seem to be in this country, but I that's agree. all other discussion. I know. <laughs> so Walter Foster, partner of Eckerd Siemens, wonderful to have you on Radio Entrepreneurs. If people want to get in touch with you and talk about these matters or others even further, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Sure. They can reach me at uh, EckerdSiemens.com, our website. And um, you can uh, email me at wfoster at EckerdSiemens.com. And thanks for having me on, John. Walter, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, you're listening to Radio Entrepreneurs. Our guest has been Walter Foster, partner of Eckerd Siemens, and we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.